Welcome to Health Talks Now, bringing you the facts you need to keep you and your family well. We're happy you're tuning in today. Baptist Health is committed to providing compassionate, high-quality care that is centered on you. Listen to all of our podcasts to hear from Baptist Health physicians about the latest medical advancements and treatments, and get trusted information on timely health topics from our healthcare professionals. Whether you want to learn more about a specific condition or procedure, or find tips for living a healthy lifestyle, Baptist Health is here to help you become a healthier you. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Health Talks Now, a podcast brought to you by Baptist Health. Well, it's been a year full of buzzwords that seem to continuously expand our vocabulary. As the COVID-19 pandemic continues to fluctuate, one term you may have started hearing goes by many names. Long-term COVID, post-acute COVID, long COVID, or simply COVID long haulers. Over the past few months, long COVID has moved from a curiosity dismissed by many to a recognized public health problem. In January, the World Health Organization revised its guidelines for COVID-19 treatment to include a recommendation that all patients should have access to follow-up care in case of long COVID. Today, I'm joined on the phone with Dr. Erica Gregonis, Chief Medical Officer at Baptist Health Richmond and Physician with Baptist Health Medical Group, Pulmonary and Critical Care Medicine. Dr. Gregonis specializes in pulmonary care, which is a medical specialty dealing with diseases involving the respiratory tract, including things like the lungs, trachea, diaphragm, and related structures. Well, Dr. Gregonis, thank you so much for joining us today for this important conversation. Well, thank you very much for having me. I think it's a very important conversation for all of us to have. Yeah, unfortunately, as we were we were just talking, that we um, this is particularly a timely topic now as we enter kind of an uncertain future in in the course of the pandemic. Of course, you know, I think this last year and a half has been difficult for everyone, but we were all kind of breathing that sigh of relief and thinking that the pandemic was over. As we're now seeing a little bit of a surge and uptick in cases, right from the Delta variant, right? So, yeah. For sure, yeah. And today we're going to cover long COVID. So let's just start kind of with a 30,000-foot view, shall we say, of giving some people's background of just what is long COVID when they hear that buzzword in the media. Sure. People are starting to use the term long COVID to describe a constellation of symptoms that may last longer than a few weeks. They're saying technically anything that lasts longer than four weeks of symptoms after COVID, they're calling it long COVID. Okay. Um, it can be multiple different types of symptoms, and that's the thing. You may notice this shortness of breath still. You may still have a cough. Mm-hmm. Uh, most commonly, people complain about they still have lost their sense of taste or smell. Right. Um, fatigue. So it's very general, but it's used to really give a name to those patients that are still suffering symptoms more than four weeks after their initial diagnosis. And it sounds like many of the symptoms that they may have experienced that would have caused them to go get tested for COVID that are just kind of lingering and not resolving even after the virus has kind of run its course. Correct. And viruses are well known to do this. This is not the first virus to have people to be symptomatic afterwards. I think we notice it now because there's so many patients that had COVID all at a very, you know, pretty similar time frame. Right. So they may not be things that you may automatically relate back to 
the COVID diagnosis, such as, you know, just a headache. They, some may, may even still have fevers. Some people can have mm-hmm. trouble with, you know, palpitations. But uh, one thing that people really describe a lot is brain fog or kind of confusion or feeling like their memory is not as clear and crisp as it used to be prior to that diagnosis. That's interesting. Do we, is there any evidence right now or any uh, theories as to the connection between a respiratory disease and then that neurological impact? Well, it's interesting because um, the virus affects a certain enzyme called ACE2, and this can allow that virus to attach to different cells, and it can attach to cells in multiple different locations. Ah, So, you know, a lot of patients really equate this as a respiratory disease, but even early on, we had some patients that never had respiratory symptoms, only had GI symptoms, such as diarrhea and nausea. So it really can um, affect any organ system, and that's why it's probably difficult to tell how much of this is related to it. There's also been trouble with those with long COVID, of more having a lot of anxiety and depression symptoms as well, and that being something that is a long-term effect. You know, blood clots have also been an issue with COVID patients and even those with long COVID getting clots months after they had their initial COVID diagnosis. Wow, that's really... That's interesting. And I imagine it, it makes it challenging because, you know, if you look at any of these symptoms individually or um, outside of the diagnosis of COVID-19, you may easily pass them off as, you know, having anxiety or depression as a result of being isolated for so long or as a result of that kind of pandemic fatigue. Um, and it may not be immediately obvious that something more is going on. So we've mentioned many of the symptoms. How might someone identify that they potentially have long COVID as opposed to just, you know, something else that's causing, say, the anxiety or the uh, fatigue or headache? How long do these symptoms typically last? Like I said, we're considering anybody that's had symptoms more than four weeks to be considered long COVID. And some patients, you know, may have these symptoms still from actual COVID for a couple of months. Okay. However, you have to really start thinking and asking yourself if they're lasting longer and don't seem to be improving. Mm-hmm. They seem to be kind of plateauing or, you know, things that are just feeling a little bit more significant over time than what they used to be. I think you have to have a very high suspicion for long COVID. And I think you have to have that very honest conversation with your healthcare provider and your physician to let them know, is this something I need to be worried about? Right. And on the flip side, then there were people who were asymptomatic prior to their COVID-19 diagnosis. So with those people, what's your experience been in treating people who were asymptomatic with long COVID? Are they now experiencing symptoms later on? Yes, that can happen. Most of the patients that get long COVID were the ones that had more severe disease or hospitalized. Okay. But just because you did not have symptoms does not mean that you cannot get long COVID. There have been um, a certain number of patients that have had symptoms of long COVID that were not symptomatic at the beginning. So if you're noticing, even though you may have been an asymptomatic COVID patient Mm -hmm. but are noticing these types of symptoms, bring it up to your physician Mm -hmm. because, yes, you can still get it. And some of those asymptomatic folks may have never even been tested for COVID-19. So they may be completely unaware that they had the virus and are now experiencing some of these symptoms as a result of long COVID. That's correct. And even towards, you know, in the middle of the pandemic, a lot of people had multiple other family members around them that were already tested. They were positive. 
had it because I had all the symptoms, but I didn't bother to get tested. Right. Um, so, yes, we all have to have a pretty high suspicion and just be very diligent in thinking about it and bringing it up to your physician. If someone's in that that group and is listening, um, how would long COVID be diagnosed? If they never formally got do- diagnosed with COVID-19, would it be, uh, would they run any kind of test for antibodies or would it be just more of a, a symptom management or kind of just a, you know, an educated guess of what's going on based on their symptoms? Well, part of that would depend on timing. Um, okay. Sure, you can get an antibody test to show whether or not you've had COVID in the past. Mm-hmm. And so they could do that. But even if you test positive, there is no one test that will say, oh, you have long COVID. Right. So it is definitely a clinical diagnosis. And that's why it's really important to have that honest conversation with your physician about your symptoms. And even the symptoms that you think may not be related, just make sure they're aware so they can try to help, you know, put all that full picture together to decide whether or not you do have long COVID. Sure. We'll be right back. Accessing health information that's important to you just got simpler with the introduction of Baptist Health's My Health app. Available for your phone or tablet, the My Health app incorporates MyChart, Baptist Health's patient portal, with the ability to find a provider, check into an urgent care, see a provider online, or find out your health risks. Download the app today at baptisthealth.com that's baptisthealth.com slash APP. We're back with Dr. Erica Gregonis. Well, let's look now at, at kind of the scope of long COVID. Generally speaking, who is most at risk? I know you mentioned the people who are more critically ill with the virus the first go around. But how many of those people are we seeing end up with long COVID? What's kind of the scale? So hard to give a very concrete answer and for a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. There are multiple studies out there now looking at long COVID and depending on which one you look at tells you, you know, really how much, what percentage of patients get it. It's really broadly, they're saying anywhere from 10 to 30% of patients that had COVID may get some form of long-term symptoms. Okay. But it's more common, like I said, in individuals that were hospitalized right. uh, that had severe symptoms. It's actually more common in women. Okay. It's actually more common in the older generation and more common in patients with underlying obesity. Okay. But that being said, when you look at those patients that are in their 20s, mm-hmm. that may have been, you know, more likely to be a little bit less symptomatic, still 1% to 2% of those patients will develop long COVID. Okay. Yeah, and I imagine it's hard to, it's hard to quantify because, like we said, a lot of people are um, dismissing their symptoms or misdiagnosing their symptoms without seeking professional input or treatment. Right, and those percentages may seem low, but when you have so many people that have actually gotten the disease all at you know, very similar time frame, right. it turns into a lot of patients that may be affected by long COVID. Absolutely. So that's why we have to have that high, high index of suspicion. Right. So let's look at the um, the kind of underlying biology that causes long COVID here. You mentioned that this is not the first virus that has persistent symptoms after the disease has run its course, but what is actually going on in the body that's causing those symptoms to linger? So some, there's a couple of theories out there about why. One, we talked about the fact that it does affect an enzyme and mm-hmm. can then affect cells in multiple different systems. Mm-hmm. and affect things that way. There's also a theory of it's kind of almost a little bit of an autoimmune type reaction. Okay. Uh, at post 
actual virus. And then some people think that the virus may get reactivated a little bit. Most people kind of discount the reactivation theory. Okay. But a lot of lay people will describe it as almost they feel like the immune system may be, you know, going haywire or the immune system may be always explained as the immune system kind of overreacting okay. to a disease. And the same way I describe that when my patients come in with such significant lung uh, problems, it's almost like the immune system overreacts to an infection. And that immune response causes just as much of a problem as the actual infection does. So when that immune response happens, depending on which organ system it bothers is what symptoms that patient will get. Okay. And so then what can be done to help people who have long COVID? What are, obviously the situation is rapidly developing as we learn more and more about the virus and as we have more time to evaluate and treat folks who are coming in with these long COVID symptoms. But where do we stand currently with treatment options? Sure. So there is no one um, cure for long COVID. A lot of it is really working and getting down to the root, root cause of it, trying to treat symptoms. Mm-hmm. There's actually been a couple of studies, though, of those patients that even after having COVID-19 and getting, you know, long, long COVID, getting the vaccine has actually been shown to improve some of their symptoms. Okay. Uh, we don't know the long term if that's a long lasting effect, but there have been some evidence to point that way. So that's one thing people have been talking about. And like I said, there's multiple clinics now that are opening up just to take care of these patients. Because as we learn more, I think we'll learn more about how to treat this effectively. Sure. And Baptist Health actually now has a video visit program available to um, to evaluate and help those people with long COVID symptoms get the treatment that they need. As of you- course, if, if patients are experiencing the ongoing effects from COVID-19, we want them to reach out and reach out to their physician and let them help you. And as you mentioned, the vaccine is showing some improvement. Is that because it prompts the body to kind of rally back up and fight against those same systems um, that are being affected? Or what's what's the biology behind that? Nobody really knows 100% of why it works, but there has been a lot of theory that it almost resets the immune system. Okay. And, you know, kind of calms down that overreaction. But I will tell you, you know, I both of my parents had COVID and they both got vaccines afterwards and both noticed that they did, they did feel like their post-COVID symptoms did improve afterwards. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I know that they don't and probably shouldn't, <laughs> shouldn't be something that we place, place a, a lot of importance on. However, uh, there have been studies that have shown that and their, their theory is that it does reset the immune system. Sure. And obviously, like you said, a lot of what we're learning now, it is, from those anecdotal situations because there's still so much unknown as we make our way through the ups and downs of this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Well, is there anything else that you would like to share? Anything else we didn't cover um, on long COVID that you feel might be helpful to listeners? No, I think just um, pay attention to your body. Listen to what your body is trying to tell you. If you feel like you're having those long persistent symptoms, that you can't explain and you feel like it may be related to long COVID, reach out to your physician. You know, Baptist Health does have the virtual um, visit program where we can help explore that and try to figure out the correct diagnosis and make sure you get the care that you need. Yeah, of course, you know, you know your body best, you know what's normal and what uh, is new to you. And obviously would encourage folks to get vaccinated, whether or not you've had COVID-19 or not, it's the best way to protect yourself and others. Well, thank you. Absolutely. 
Thank you so much, Dr. Gagonis. We really appreciate your time today and hope to talk to you again soon. Okay, well, thank you very much. Thanks for tuning in today. Again, Baptist Health has developed a program for patients that had COVID-19 and are still experiencing symptoms or do not feel they have fully recovered. If you are experiencing any issues after having COVID-19, such as persistent shortness of breath, exercise intolerance, or ongoing symptoms, you can get care now from Baptist Health's long COVID program via a virtual visit with a provider. To get started, visit baptisthealth.com or sign in to MyChart via your computer or mobile app. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second and leave us a review wherever you're listening right now. You can find more information about COVID-19 at baptisthealth.com slash COVID-19. These resources and more will also be linked in the episode notes for this show. Thanks again for tuning in. Catch you next time on Health Talks Now. Thanks for tuning in to Health Talks Now. Staying healthy is a lifelong commitment, and Baptist Health can provide the support you need to lower your risks, improve your quality of life, and protect your long-term health. Visit baptisthealth.com to hear our other podcasts, learn about our services, and find more tips to help you stay a step ahead of your health. Baptist Health, be a healthier you. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as medical advice. The content in this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. This podcast is not designed to replace a physician's medical assessment and medical judgment. Always seek the advice of your physician with any questions or concerns you may have related to your personal health or regarding specific medical conditions. To find a Baptist Health provider, please visit baptisthealth.com.